From Yoga Ayurveda Living, I'm Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. Here, each series will have six episodes. This is series one, all about Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the younger sister science of yoga. Welcome to my happy place. Introducing Ayurveda. So you are very welcome to this mini introduction to Ayurveda. A little tip of your toe into the gigantic ocean of Ayurveda and its sister science, yoga. Ayurveda, just to draw you in a little, is a traditional science of mind, body, and spirit coming from the same background as yoga. I consider the combination of Ayurveda and yoga as a path to soulful wellness. Ayurveda deals with all the goings-on of the physical body, finding the ailment, seeing the root cause, proposing remedies to alleviate or cure the problem. Simple as that. Yoga is a part of the Ayurvedic treatment plan. For sure, COVID-19 brought out or increased our imbalances. And Ayurveda sees the imbalances of our mind, mainly stemming from some form of anxiety, frustration, or a sense of fear. Remedy and relief is specific for each dosha, but it takes little know-how and some amount of consistent practice. There are great, long-lasting Ayurveda remedies for the overactive mind, hormonal imbalances too, digestive problems definitely, lethargy, or dullness. To be honest, there is very little Ayurveda hasn't seen, but it is around 5,000 years, so I believe after all that time we can say it's tried and tested. What is special about Ayurveda is that it sees there is not one plaster, one tablet, or one posture for everyone. It gets specific. Not every remedy will work as well, depending on the dosha balance. Perhaps it is a lot, but my main aim for this project, this one, the one where I was never sure I would bring it to life, my main aim is that I wanted this podcast to be about you finding small ways to increase your wellness, your happiness, small ways to increase your digestive balance and decrease your worry, your doubt, and stress. I would like people to find support in the podcast content and feel free to reply and support others too. But even just the raw support of gathering up a few short minutes of quiet time for yourself, that's big. Gathering up space for the unique makeup of the beauty and love that you are. When I am asked, what is Ayurveda? I describe it as the medicine side of yoga. But of course, there is so much more. Ayurveda must have made that saying, you are what you eat. Because if there is one thing for certain, Ayurveda is all about what we take in, whatever nutrition it is. Ayurveda changes how you live in a few small tweaks of what you do every day. It's that phrase, every day, that is most special. But going back to basics, Ayurveda is the traditional medical science from India. It comes from a system of enumeration called the Sankhya system but I'm going to cover that in another podcast. We're talking about just Ayurveda in its practical sense today. The body in Ayurveda is not only this material body that we walk around in, 
the one you see in the mirror. Oh, no. Ayurveda sees that you are so much more than this. You are also responsible for the health of your mind and your emotions, or what I would refer to as a subtle body. And you're also responsible for your soul, or the causal body. Ayurveda sees this whole thing we got going on as humans and knows that we need supports in place to call on when things hit a big blip. So how can Ayurveda help you? Whether you're in full health or just want to tweak your clarity or your diet and nutrition, Ayurveda is a great guide. Ayurveda believes that our nutrition is the most important factor for whole health and balance. If you are out of balance and want simple remedies, testing the waters of Ayurveda, then yes, Ayurveda will certainly be able to help ease some symptoms. But Ayurveda is a full traditional science. Its main work is finding the root cause disease and alleviation for it, if not removal altogether of the cause. So Ayurveda is, as much as that, a serious preventative medicine. With consistent practice, it is also anti-aging, so that's why I love it. The remedies you receive after an Ayurvedic consultation are a little bit different because you get options. And the options basically are you decide whether you take the fast route or the long windy route. So you become the driver of your bus. You can choose which recommendations you use, but also determine how often you use them. And this will determine how fast your result is. Of course, how you work with the recommendations relays what your dominant dosha of your mind is too. The cold hard fact is that understanding what ails us doesn't necessarily make it any more comfortable. The guidelines and remedies are great are a great help until we wonder what we did when we didn't know Ayurveda. But really it takes consistency and what you will see what you bring into your life becomes the filter of how you see things. So how does Ayurveda work? Like, what does it do? Well, generally there are five areas of treatment in Ayurveda. Nutrition is what we feed ourselves daily. So this technically is what we feed the body, but also the five senses, our mind, our emotions, and our clarity. Nutrition means, yeah, of course, food and drinks. But supplements, spices, herbs, and other types of medication and addictive substances. What we try to do is increase some, reduce or remove others. And we try and find the path that serves the person and the dominant dosha for the best long-term effective result. The second is lifestyle. And to me, it's also number one. They're like twins just as important as nutrition lifestyle. It is as big as any other medicine in your life. And lifestyle, what's that like? You know what I'm talking about is brushing your teeth. I mean, can you imagine not brushing your teeth every day? And whatever wonderfully young age you are today, imagine all those years not having brushed your teeth. We would end up with no teeth at all. So whatever we do every day is food to ourselves. Whatever you eat, whatever you say, you think, you see, hear, 
touch is telling your body something and your body is listening. It's responding or reacting. And most of all, it's remembering. As we slowly go back to listening to the body and the body's own wisdom, not doubting or mistrusting we are hearing it wrong, this is the real beginning of soulful wellness. Listen and wait for the body to speak. The third area is yoga. Yoga is a part of Ayurveda medicine treatment, but it's nothing to be concerned about if you're like, oh no, I can't do yoga, I don't know how to do that, I've never been to a yoga class. No, 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 don't be concerned about it. Yoga offers a format of activity for the mind and the body. So that means that when you're using your body, you're activating your mind and you're developing focus. And so it's a perfect adjunct to the desire from Ayurveda that all beings be happy and whole. And yoga offers an avenue to this. So you could also use, rather than yoga, if you felt that you did not want to do the posture work, then you would add in some other form of activity. That's really what this means. But the fourth area is meditation. And meditation works on creating the skill of singular focus, using yoga to refine our practice of meditation. What is great with Ayurveda is that everyone, every single person, will have a better outcome if they follow the guidelines of meditation for their dosha, how long it takes for the mind to free itself from old conditioned patterns depends on if you are practicing for the dominant dosha of the student. Sometimes, you see, we don't really recognize that we are practicing for the imbalance until you get someone to look from the outside in. Each person has a different type of practice to follow specific to their dosha type say, someone with a kapha imbalance who is feeling stuck in the mud, they shouldn't really practice or even try a very still, grounded practice of focus. Because kaphas are already grounded, they'll probably fall asleep or become fearful. From the Ayurveda perspective, meditation develops deep abiding awareness for every moment with a big splash of compassion and inquiry into this life you live. Just so you know, I actually practice weekdays on Facebook and YouTube, and feel free to come and join in my work. So the fifth area, the last area, is Ayurveda massage. And this brings a different level of support and wellness. You really won't know until you try it for at least a month. But self-massage, or auto-abhyanga as it's called, is used a lot for the doshas. And then, of course, there's the actual Ayurveda massage treatments from someone else giving you a treatment. And this depends on your body and mind type on the day. So it's specific to any imbalance. And these massage treatments can be uplifting and really cleansing. And most people leave feeling quite relaxed, but the kapha types might feel energized. So these are the five avenues of Ayurveda practices that you might be offered should you decide to investigate Ayurveda personally with a therapist. 
Just remember that Ayurveda is not a passive medicine. Its power lays in the consistent practice of your wisdom. The more you engage with its recommendations and guidelines, the better you will feel, I promise you that, and the more curious you will become. It will affect not just you, but those around you. Just remember that the body is a map of your life, and it will show you where you have been. And if you listen very closely, it will help you find your path. Going back to the word, the basic word, Ayurveda, Ayur translates to life, or even more correctly, the dynamic process of living. The word life itself comes out very static, so I think living is much more the correct statement. Because Ayurveda observes the ebb and flow of our lives in any given moment, and so it's more about the living and Veda means wisdom or knowledge. And the science of Ayurveda came from the Vedas, these ancient texts of life and living. So this Veda comes from the accumulation of watching and witnessing awareness, which then becomes wisdom. Together, these two words mean the knowledge of life or life's knowledge. Much of Ayurveda focuses on promoting sustainable health of mind and body. And because it is preventative medicine, it makes wellness really easy. But like I was saying earlier, Ayurveda comes from an ancient system of enumeration, as in the Sankhya system. In brief, it's a bit like the Big Bang Theory, but without Sheldon. Ayurveda believes that all things come from a central point of pure consciousness. From that point, that central point of pure consciousness, Ayurveda sees the world through the five great elements, or the Pancha Mahabhutas. There's earth, water, fire, air, and space. And we know these elements really well. We see them when we're walking in nature. And they each have their own amazing power. But combined together, they become a dynamic, changeable force, which Ayurveda calls the doshas. And the doshas are the main thing you hear about in Ayurveda because Ayurveda sees them everywhere. And everyone I meet wants to know, what's my dosha? And of course, it's not clear straight away. And to be honest, at the start of it all, it's about slowing everything down and developing some awareness of how you are right now. The doshas are a specific combination of the five elements, and they're mixed in such a way that it should be easy enough to remember. Vata is a combination of space and wind. And combined together, their effect is movement. So the one thing you need to remember about vata is movement. And we need that for everything. We need that not only as we walk, but also for our heart to beat, our breath to move, our blood to flow, the plasma to move, the muscles to activate. So movement in every form is vata. When even pain is vata. So because pain actually is the stoppage of vata. More often than not, it's the stoppage of vata moving. And then there's Pitta, and Pitta is our Hashitashi combo. It's a fire and water together. And when you think of fire, it's pretty changeable. It burns things, 
and then it's held in water, but they don't really combine. But it's actually the energy of that combination, which is pitta, which creates transformation. So transformation is its job. It's sort of the the boss of all the hot stuff in the body, including our digestion and the digestion burning through everything to help transform it into energy for us. And the third dosha is kapha. And kapha is the water and earth elements combined. And this makes it all very stable. It's the supportive dosha that keeps it all together for us. But when it gets blocked up, kapha can be stodgy and hard, kind of like damp and solid. Kapha is all about support and cohesion, holding the body together, supporting everything. It's the worker bee in the hive. And without kaphas, the hive won't operate. So these three doshas, they exist in all of life. And they exist in all of life because they are a combination of the Pancha Mahabhutas. So they're a blended form of the five great elements of life. If you think about it, these great elements without air, without space, would our life be sustainable? And as for earth and water and fire, we need all of these to live in any form. The doshas are an expression of our life. Just as a tree is an expression of life, a child is another expression of life, but a different blend of the five elements. When it's a different blend of the elements, it becomes a different expression. If you want to learn something specific, just let me know. Send me a message or an email. I hope this podcast brought you a little bit of information. It was so nice to have you join me. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you all. Don't forget that there's more of these podcasts coming in a series. There's lots to relay. It's just trying to keep them short and succinct. There are meditations and relaxations as well, bookending Mondays and Fridays. And I look forward to all of you joining me. Hopefully you will find that your doshas are balanced today. But we're going to end with a breath in and a breath out twice as long. And then feeling any movement in your body, perhaps your heart beating, or pulsation in your hand or your big toe. And then recognizing any part of the body that feels heavy. And any part of the body that might feel warm or hot. And noticing that all of these, these sensations of movement, of heat, of heaviness and stability, are the three doshas and the five elements combined within you. So I'll sign off for now and go gently. Click subscribe to receive more of these podcasts, Monday's meditations, Tuesday's podcasts and Friday's relaxations. 
Pitta Types will be awakened and subscribe, review, and rate this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and probably share it with someone they love. Bata Types will be inspired but can't make up their mind yet. Would they bother? And Kapha Types, they know they need it, so they'll do it once they think about it. This is the Dosha Life with Kelly and all of you. Until the next episode, may we all go gently. Gently.